A couple of call-ups claiming someone from waivers, Dougie Hamilton on LTIR, Tyler Toffoli might want out. And also to add on to that, the Devils finally released their Stadium Series jerseys. I'm throwing the book at y'all. We have a lot to talk about on today's episode of Locked on Devils. Consider this a catch-up episode. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, College Hockey Club, a play announcer, Dell's Rider for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. Remember what I said in the previous episode in wake of what's been going on with the New Jersey Devils organization? It seems like it's been a big snowball effect that gets bigger, bigger, and bigger because the Devils have been making a lot of corresponding moves to add more bodies onto their roster, especially since they're dealing with uh, injuries here and there. And to add on to that, they also had to play a game a couple days ago when this episode goes live against the Carolina Hurricanes. And when I'm recording this episode this morning, they finally released their stadium series jerseys at long last. So it's just been getting bigger, 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 and bigger. So I apologize if I'm a day late in terms of giving you guys the news inside of my opinions, but obviously the game recap takes priority. So That's how we're going to kick off today's episode. We're going to react to the Stadium Series jerseys that the Devils finally shared on their social media platform. I will give you guys my two-cent opinion. Then we'll talk about a couple call-ups that the Devils made because Jersey Joe is actually big on one of those prospects. He's discussed them heavily every time he's appeared on my show when we talk about prospects. In the second segment, we'll talk about a big talking point that's gotten Devils discourse up and a buzz, which is... Dougie Hamilton being added to the LTIR, and Kevin Weeks deciding to tease the Devils fans a little bit, saying that the Devils potentially could make a move for like a goalie defenseman or more. And then in the third and final segment, I wanted to talk about this a couple episodes ago, but obviously a lot's been going on. But I want to address Tyler Toffoli, his contract situation, and what Tom Fitzgerald said at a recent press conference. So Let's start off with my opinion on the Stadium Series jerseys. So if you're listening on podcast streaming service, I presume you've already seen it already. So uh, I'll do my best, anywho, to give you guys a description. So it's a pretty dark red, dark black. The logo at the center is ginormous, so there's no circle in, in the middle of that. And I'll just say one thing. I am going to give my condolences to whoever's announcing the game because it's going to be rather hard to see the names on the back of these uniforms. Now, I'll be honest with you guys. When they were first released, I didn't think I was going to like it. It wasn't really my cup of tea. But similar to the black jersey jersey, it started to grow on me a little bit. So as the hours have waned on, as I've looked at it in different lights, and as I've uh, come to realization that this is a an image that will probably look better on the sheet of ice, I was like, you know what? It's not bad. It's starting to grow on me. I don't love it. But I like it. I don't hate it. I think it's a pretty solid jersey. Now, was it worth the uh, the weeks and weeks and weeks of waiting? 
Probably not. And also the few DMs I've been getting from people saying, hey, do you have any insight on the uh, new uh, uniforms for Devils for a stadium series? And my response was like, buddy, I don't know nothing. And I speak for a lot of other people when I don't know nothing for a time being. We will give you information when that time comes. But anyway, digressing a little bit. I think it is a pretty decent color scheme. I was a little worried about the logo being ginormous and uh, it seems like everything was just a little bit bigger. Even on the sleeve, the number seems uh, to be a tad bit bigger. But you got to think of the context. They're playing in a football stadium. So I think this sort of gives you shades of a football uniform. But that's just my two cent opinion. So I would say it's a solid seven out of 10, in my opinion. It'll probably grow on me. So that number will uh, go up a little bit higher when the product probably releases on the sheet of ice in a few weeks. But for the time being, I, I'm pretty content with it. I think it's a solid uniform for New Jersey to rock. Now, let's talk about a couple call-ups that the Devils made recently. Now, in the previous episode, I talked about Justin Dowling and the fact that he scored in his first game as a Devil, and he was pretty much one of the few bright spots offensively for New Jersey in their previous matchup against the Hurricanes. I want to touch on him a little bit more, give you guys my insight as to what to expect out of him, but Let's talk about Danielle Monsieur, and this is a player that Jersey Joe, who is the host of Heads Up Hockey Podcast and also a colleague of mine over at Pucks and Pitchforks, this is a guy that uh, Jersey Joe, he has high expectations for. So here's the scouting report for Mr. Monsieur. He was a third round pick back in 2019. He stands six foot three, weighs 196 pounds. He is a left-handed defenseman. So here's what a couple scouts had to say about him a few years ago. They say he is an excellent skater and a gifted puck rusher. He cleans the crease effectively to let his goalie see the puck and doesn't let anyone jump on rebounds. I will hold your feet to the fire about that report because rebounding has been a big issue for the Devils. Now, he's not the biggest guy, but at the same time, he does produce a decent amount of offense for a defenseman because while playing for the Comets this season, he appeared in 30 games. He had three goals, eight assists for a grand total of 11 points. So I'm excited to see what this Russian prospect can do for New Jersey. Obviously, I don't anticipate for him to have a big role, but sooner or later, the Devils are going to have to give him a chance into the lineup. So uh, he didn't play in the previous matchup against the Hurricanes, but similar to Santeri Hataka, I'm sure his time will come sooner rather than later because the depth for the Devils in terms of defense, pretty much non-existent. So they need all hands on deck. Now, when looking at Justin Dowling, he's a little bit of a different case because this is a player that's been around the block before. But the thing is, is that he's been a lifetime AHL player. So he made his AHL debut during the 2012-2013 season for the Texas Stars, but Worth mentioning that he was captain of the Stars team during the 2018-2019 season in which he appeared in 62 games. He had 13 goals, 40 assists for a grand total of 53 points, and he is actually projected to suit up in his 100th career NHL game if he does uh, play in the game against the Lightning. So just putting that out there, while in Utica this year, Dowling has appeared in 30 games. He has eight goals, 11 assists for a grand total of 19 points. So the reason Dowling is a little bit different compared to Miss Yule is, like I just said, he's been a lifelong AHL player and he's 33 years of age. So he's a little up there, but at the same time, he's, I guess you could consider him a veteran piece. And I'm sure the Utica Comets love him for 
what he can bring inside the dressing room. But in terms of him fitting in on the Devils, if he's able to showcase what he did against the Hurricanes somewhat consistently, and keep in mind, the Hurricanes are a pretty solid team. They're up there in the Metropolitan Division. Then I think he'll be just fine. I don't expect for him to score every single game, but uh, that was definitely a solid performance uh, by Dowling in the previous matchup against the Hurricanes. And like I said, it seemed like he was the only one creating some decent looks for himself because he finished off the game with a plus one in the plus minus category. And he also had three shots on Ronta. And like I said in the previous episode, at times the Devils were struggling to create shots for themselves, especially in the first half of the second period. So I think for Dowling and also Miss Yule, you got to keep your expectations for them somewhat moderate because they're mostly just here to give the Devils some extra bodies, but still, but they can still be somewhat useful. And I think Dowling has showcased that a little bit. I don't know when we'll see Miss Yule in in action for the Devils, but Jersey Joe once again has spoken highly of them. So I will take Jersey Joe's word in that regards because he knows more about prospects than I do. But just wanted to give you guys that sort of background information because once again, after what's been happening the last few days for Devils, it was evident that they were going to have a couple more call-ups because they're very light in terms of their overall depth. And here we go, Daniel Misule and also Justin Dowling get the call-up from Utica to see if they can make an impact for a Devil. So let me know what you guys think about Miss Yule and also Dowling and what are your anticipations for them. Now, we're going to talk about another move that the Devils made recently in which they claimed a Calgary Flames player off waivers. But before we continue, I want to tell you guys about eBay Motors because I'm a big car guy. I love NASCAR. So this ad is meant for me. So passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Okay, let's talk about a recent move that the Devils made by claiming a player off waivers, and that is Nick DeSimone. Now, a lot of people are wondering, why didn't the Devils claim Adam Ruzichka off waivers when he was available? Because Ruzichka ended up going to the Arizona Coyotes. Well, the thing is, is that I think the Coyotes are higher up on the waiver order uh, than the Devils, so they get... Uh, first priority compared to a team like the Devils. So the Devils had to settle with Nick DeSimone. Now, the thing about DeSimone is that he's been mostly an AHL player, similar to Justin Dowling. And this season with the Calgary Flames, not really all that eventful. He appeared in 23 games, one goal, four assists for a grand total of five points. And while playing for the Calgary Wranglers of the AHL this season, 10 games, eight assists for a grand total of eight points. So seems like he does a little bit better in the AHL compared to the NHL, obviously, because last season he was very productive in the AHL. 
65 game appearances, eight goals, 38 assists for a grand total of 46 points. And that also carried over to the playoffs somewhat because he appeared in nine games, had two goals, four assists for a grand total of six points. He was also an alternate captain for the San Jose Barracuda from the 2019-2020 season to the 2020-2021 season. So if I had to give you my honest assessment on De Simone, he's 29 years of age. So once again, similar to Dowling, he's kind of creeping up there. He's a right-handed defenseman. He stands six foot two, weighs 194 pounds. So I don't really have much expectations for him because I think this would be more of a move that better suits the Comets because once again, he does well in the AHL, but the Devils are in a desperate position in which they need a lot of bodies on the defensive side thing. So this is a circumstance in which beggars cannot be choosers and the Devils had to settle with what they got for a time being. Now, will the Devils have to settle the rest of the way as we're looking at the next few weeks? Because Dougie Hamilton, it's been a long time coming. He was finally placed onto the LTIR because he sustained a left pectoral muscle tear against the New York Islanders back in November, and the Devils were projecting for him to be out until the playoffs. So could the Devils pull the same scam that the Tampa Bay Lightning did? Because the money situation is different in the playoffs, so I think a lot of Devils fans are anticipating for uh, New Jersey to pull off the same sort of, I guess, quote-unquote scam that the Tampa Bay Lightning did a few years ago during their respective Stanley Cup run in 2021. But I'm that's just wishful thinking at this point. Hopefully that Dougie Hamilton uh, does uh, return to action sooner rather than later. But uh, based on what everyone is saying, they they said he might be out into the playoffs. So we're talking like April or May. But and so that's a long time out. But the big story is just that he is finally on LTIR and that gives the Devils some wiggle room financially. So I talked with some of my colleagues over at Pucks and Pitchforks. And I said, hey, how's the money circumstance going to work? Because Dougie Hamilton is annually paid nine million dollars. But the Devils currently have. $6.74 million in space available, according to a few websites. Now, why is that the case, you might be asking? Well, because they're factoring in Michael McLeod and Cal Foote's hit because those count as well. So right now, the Devils, once again, have $6.74 million in available space. So it's not as much that I think people would have liked but it still gives the devil some sort of wiggle room. Now, obviously, that got the idea tank flowing in some of the devil's discourse heads because it's just like, okay, Dougie Hamilton's on LTIR. A good chunk of his salary is off the table. Maybe the devils can now make a move for somebody because I've been seeing a couple of Ducks players that uh, everyone has their eye on, former devil Adam Henrique or uh, John Gibson, but obviously uh, some other factors would have to play into that and I don't and I don't think it's very likely but Kevin Weeks took to X and he said I on the New Jersey Devils goalie D or more so once again everyone was just speculating everyone had their idea tanks just roam with a, a bunch of possibilities are the Devils going to make a move within the next few hours is it going to happen well a few hours goes by nothing a day goes by nothing when this episode goes live, uh, hopefully still nothing happens because I don't want this episode to be outdated as soon as it gets published. Now, a lot of people are just saying like, oh, great, Kevin Weeks scammed the Devils or is he blowing smoke or is this actually true? Like, are the Devils going to try to make a move? Well, 
Here's my opinion on the matter. Something else you need to factor in is that Tomasz Nosek is also on the LTIR. He was added on to that in early January. And Tomasz Nosek's contract is for this season for $1 million. So that'll be another uh, factor in the overall strategy for Tom Fitzgerald. So uh, I don't know when Nosek is projected to return, but just putting that into consideration. So you might want to give that some time because Tom Fitzgerald did say in one of his recent media availabilities that there's a lot of X factors when it comes to making a move, even if it's a temporary move, because you might get some players back like Jonas Siegenthaler or Tomas Nosek, Dougie Hamilton at some point. None of these players are out for the rest of the season. So I think that's what you need to factor in. So I think it is possible that the Devils can make a move, but if you were expecting for the Devils to make a move right then and there at that possible day, come on, this takes time. You're, you're going to have to give Tom Fitzgerald some leverage to work with. And the trade deadline is not until first week of March. It's um, either March 8th or March 9th, if my memory serves me well. So the point I'm trying to make is that it's still a while away. Why do you need to make a move right here and right now? Because the Devils are still within striking distance of a potential playoff spot, whether it's in the Metro or in the wild card. And factor in that people like Jack Hughes, the main star, is going to come back sooner rather than later. So we'll see what happens. But for right now, I don't think Kevin Weeks is blowing smoke. I don't think um, this is a matter of like he's just trying to spread false information. I think something will come into fruition, just not right now, just not right away. You got to give it some time. So what will it be? Will it be a solid defenseman? Will it be a big time goalie? I would just say that I think the Devils for right now, they're looking at the goalie market, see what they could get. But once again, I think Tom Fitzgerald, he's a very intelligent general manager, slow and steady wins the race in his opinion. So I think that's what we're dealing with for the time being. And I'm just speculating and I'm just giving you guys my thought of the matter. And this is just my perspective. So if I just had to make an educated guess, I would say the Devils taking their time, trying to see what's out there, trying to figure out who might be coming back. And also where they're at in the standings within the next few weeks. So if the Devils go on a five-game losing streak, you probably need to make a move because your season will start to slip and slip and slip uh, at the tip of your fingernails because uh, you're going on this losing streak and maybe the other teams around you are starting to win more consistently. And now you're in a hole that you need to climb out of. So that's my thing. Just, just wait a minute and just be patient. And plus, the Devils are just one game away from entering the All-Star break. So I think that will definitely give Fitzgerald some more time to just ponder and see what he has to work with. Now, we're going to talk about Tyler Toffoli and his contract situation momentarily. But before we continue, why not make some extra money and head over to FanDuel? So the NFL season is quickly wrapping up. We're just one game away from the Super Bowl and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on. And make your first bet a, a layup. So hopefully my Los Angeles Lakers will perform a little bit better. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL or the Taylor Swift League, however you want to 
uh, form that. Now, once you get that money, you probably need to invest it in some sort of business. So let me tell you about Indeed, the place to jumpstart that said business. So if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is the matching and hiring platform with over 300 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast, F-A-S-T. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. So, and Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. So that's how I found a couple of play-by-play gigs with Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visible at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support uh, locked on devils by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed okay let's talk about mr tyler Tofoli and what his future looks like with the devils now like i said i wanted to talk about this a couple episodes ago but some topics took priority over others and now i am talking about it so Tyler Toffoli is currently leading the Devils in goals with 20. This season, he has appeared in 46 games, and he has 33 points. So 20 goals, 13 assists. And a lot of people have mixed emotions about Tyler Toffoli because on the one hand, he is a capable goal getter, once again, leading the team in goals. But on the other hand, it doesn't seem like he fits in with the Devils' style of hockey, which is like breakout passes, working with a fast pace, working from – uh, east to west, that type of style of hockey, be, especially once you get Jack Hughes back into the mix, that's going to get back into full swing. So it doesn't seem like he fits into that, but he still finds a way to be somewhat productive in terms of racking up points. Now, Tom Fitzgerald, as we all know, recently signed an extension with the Devils organization and was even promoted to president of hockey operations. And he spoke at one of his more recent press conferences about what he's doing with Dawson Mercer and Tyler Toffoli. Keep in mind, Toffoli is projected to become an unrestricted free agent and Dawson Mercer a restricted free agent. So here's what Fitzgerald had to say at a recent press conference when discussing their contracts and what the future holds for both those respective players. Well, one's a restricted free agent, one's a unrestricted free agent. You know, with, with Dawson, we have time, you know, with his agent, um, He's he's a young player that uh, you know obviously would love to continue to work with for uh, the next bunch of years. So again, I haven't had a conversation with his agent. Um, with Tyler, I've had multiple conversations with his agent. You know, I think we're probably going to sit down here at some point before the break or after the break, uh, after the break or in the break, um, just to to see where he's at. You know how you know what's he thinking, where he he's at, and then. You know, talk about, you know, is there is there a marriage here moving forward? I like Tyler Toffoli. Um, I think he's been a really good ad for our team um, because of his professionalism, his, his winning pedigree, and you know, but it is a business. Two things I want to highlight, time and this is a business. I talked about this a couple episodes ago when discussing the Tyler Toffoli and Yegor Sharangovich trade because Sharangovich has been thriving with the Flames. He's on their top power play, their top penalty kill. He's on their top line. He's a pretty solid point productive player. And the Flames found a gem in Sharangovich. And unfortunately, Sharangovich wasn't going to be given that same chance 
if he were playing with the Devils, case in point, when Timo Meyer came to town. So the thing was is that I think the Devils were trying to move on from Sharon Govich because this past offseason, he was an RFA, and it was just a matter of like, who are the Devils going to keep around and who are they going to try to get rid of? So here's something that I want to go back to because what did the Devils give up aside from Sharon Govich to get the services of Toffoli? A 2023 third round draft pick. Now, how did the Devils get that third round draft pick in 2023? It was when they did that sign and trade with the Columbus Blue Jackets to get rid of Damon Severson because Severson was one of the highly touted players on the available market for teams to sign in a weak free agent class. So the Devils knew that they couldn't keep him around. He was going to be too expensive. So Tom Fitzgerald maneuvered the second sign and trade in NHL history, and he got something out of it. And he flipped that third round draft pick and also a RFA in Sharon Govich for Tyler Toffoli. Now, the thing is, I said it over the summer. I don't think this is a trade that the Devils can lose either way, because on the one hand, you get the services of Tyler Toffoli, but you didn't really have to give up much because my prediction was that I don't think the Devils were going to have Sharon Govich return either way. It's just because he wasn't going to be given that fair chance to really showcase his skill set. And if we're being honest, there was really only one open spot on the Devils' lines in order for Sharon Govich to slide in, but that was going to be preoccupied by Alexander Holtz. And I believe in my heart to heart that if Toffoli was not added to the Devils' roster, the Devils would have gotten Tomas Tatar back because he had uh, the agent drama over the summer and it really hindered his free agency decision but he signed a one-year deal with the Colorado Avalanche at a very cheap penny. And I don't even have to look at cap friendly to determine if the Devils could afford him because they could have, but his time with the Avalanche didn't really go all that well. He later joined the Seattle Kraken and I think he's doing somewhat solid with them. Seems like uh, he's beloved out there, but digressing a little bit, there was really one open spot for Sharon Govich to slide into. And that was already preoccupied. And we already knew that Damon Severson was not going to return to the Devils. So I said, all Fitzgerald did was just buy himself some time because he didn't want to lose Severson for nothing. And I'm sure he didn't want to lose Sharon Govich for nothing. So essentially that's what he did in order to get Todd to Foley. So you, you got rid of Damon Severson in a sign of trade. You got a draft pick and then you got rid of Sharon Govich for Todd to Foley. And now even if it's a one-year rental, you still got something out of it for those respective players. Because let me ask you guys this. What would you rather have? A one-year rental in a solid goal contributor in Tyler Toffoli or lose Sharon Govich and also Severson for essentially nothing? I would take Tyler Toffoli all day, every day, and twice on Sundays. So I think Toffoli has been a very good asset for Devils. He's a great leader. And he also knows how to rack up the goals and the points like I've reiterated on this show. Now, when looking at what Fitzgerald said, this is going to be a business decision. I think he's well aware that if the Devils aren't winning or if they're not within striking distance of a playoff spot or if they just completely crash and burn, you might have to get rid of Toffoli if his headspace is not with the Devils because I don't think Toffoli would want to stick around if the Devils aren't going to be in a winning situation. So I don't really know. I'm not really in his headspace, but this is just speculation at this point. But that's a very valuable asset that the Devils have if they're not within playoff distance. And what if you lose them in free agency for nothing? So you really can't take that chance. But that's worst case scenario. It's going to come down to three things for Toffoli. Where is his headspace at? 
where are the devils in the standings? And can Tom Fitzgerald give to Foley the same lecture that he gave Timo Meyer and also Jesper Bratt, which is you guys are very good players, but you're going to have to take somewhat of a pay cut in order to remain with the organization. Because regardless of what you think of Timo Meyer, he was projected to make $10 million annually. And if the devils didn't give it to him, you best believe there was going to be a team that would at some point. I think the San Jose Sharks offered him that, but he didn't take it because he was like, I don't want to be here. So they dealt him away. So my thing is like the Toffoli trade, in my opinion, I know it's a little confusing to follow. I don't think it's a loose scenario for the Devils at all because they bought themselves some time and they got themselves a very solid player for, uh, and they got rid of two players that essentially weren't going to be on the roster come this year, in my opinion. Now, I know a lot of people say that he doesn't fit with the system, but I don't really think that's entirely true. I think he's a very smart player and he knows where to place himself and put himself into a position to win because we saw this early in the year when he was with Jesper Brad and Jack Hughes. Jesper Brad and Jack Hughes have speed to burn. Tyler Foley, not really like that. People were concerned about his skating, but he just knew how to use his mind. He knew where to place himself. He knew where to pass it. He knew where to position himself in order to find the back of the net. So I think that's something else that we need to take into consideration. So my thing for Toffoli is that don't break the bank for him, but at the same time, try to convince him to stay. I think he's a very valuable asset, but I think when Tom Fitzgerald says it's a business decision, I think that's a sign saying like, look, we're not afraid to deal you away if we can't come to an agreement because Toffoli is a very valuable asset. And I'm sure if the Devils are out of the playoff hunt come the trade deadline period, I think there's a lot of contending teams that would love to have Tyler Toffoli add to the roster because this is a player that was a part of that Montreal Canadiens team in 2021 that went to the Stanley Cup Finals. And he was also a part of an LA Kings team that actually won the Stanley Cup Finals. So we'll see what happens. But that's my overall thought when revisiting the Tyler DeFoley trade. I know it was a little confusing to follow, but that's just how I see it, which is you essentially traded away Damon Severson and Yegor Sharangovich to two different teams in order to get to Foley. So let me know what you guys think. What did you think of the Stadium Series jerseys? What do you think of the recent call-ups the Devils have made? What do you think of Dougie Hamilton on LTIR? Do you think Kevin Weeks is blowing smoke or is he telling the truth? And lastly, do you think Tyler DeFoley will stick around with the Devils? I know I threw a lot at you, but I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on a podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal X page app at TreyMat4 or the show's X page app at Locked on Devils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.